It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. We come to you here on a uh, Wednesday evening heading into the weekend, the holiday weekend, and some Week 16 football action. I'm Max Carroll. I'm joined by my co-host, Austin Weinrich. And uh, how you doing, Austin? I'm excited to spread that holiday cheer. Basketball's back. Football's winding down. Getting ready for the playoffs. Hockey is... In two weeks, it's going to start getting nutty. Yeah, things are uh, starting. You're starting to feel a little bit, a little bit normal with all of this uh, COVID stuff going on, which we'll we'll get a little bit to that in a little bit. But uh, you know, the NBA already looking at canceling canceling one of their games. Yep. Second okay. second day, <laughs> second day of the NBA season, and we're already looking at some canceled games potentially. But um, what we're going to start off with here, we're going to we're going to revisit that playoff picture. And uh, kind of look at some of the changes that happened after some Week 15 action, and uh, not nothing too crazy, but there were there were some some teams moving around here. So uh, we'll start with the AFC, and uh, the biggest thing here is that the Bills jump in front of the Steelers. What a terrible game! What a terrible showing by the Steelers team. Did you watch any of that game? Uh, I did not, but I have some stats for you on. Big Ben's yards per attempt in the last five games. This comes from uh, Mike Lombardi, a former NFL GM. Can I guess? Sure. Against Jacksonville, it's going back five previous games. So it's uh, the average over the last five games. Yep. I'm going to say yards per attempt. uh, I'll go 4.3. Now nah, a little better, 5.31. Okay. And he has eight touchdowns, six interceptions, two sacks, and only six plays over 25 yards in those last five games. He's only been sacked twice in the last five games? Yep. You would think that his stats would be a lot better because that would show you that he's probably he's probably got some time to throw and whatnot. But that's if pretty, maybe, pretty awful. It's showing that he's getting rid of the ball too quickly. That is true, too. He could be. Uh, especially with that, that yards per attempt being so low, you, you got to think that you're getting rid of the ball pretty quick for those short routes. But, you know, it would help if his, his, if his receivers could catch the ball, too. <laughs> they the, have the most they, drops in the league. Yeah, it was. it's just, you know, I think a couple weeks ago they had seven drops. Deontay Johnson just can't catch the ball anymore. I don't know what happened to him, but... He can't catch, um, and they can't hold on to the ball. Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't know if you saw where he just got blown up, <laughs> and the ball just went flying. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was a terrible showing, and the Steelers, I'm just not sure. You know, they started off 11-0, which I, I think, you know, I'm not going to speak for you, but it, it wasn't really an impressive 11-0. Nah, they weren't really blowing teams out or anything. I think maybe they had a couple blowouts, but. Yeah, it was just nothing that, you know, you were like, oh, man, these Steelers, they're looking good. You know, they're 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 looking like a team to be, you know, team to be reckoned with. And now we're now we're looking at them as, you know, are they going to be one and done in the playoffs? Because are, are they even going to win the division? <laughs> You know, potentially, you know, now they drop down to the three seed. The Bills jumped into the two seed with the Chiefs staying at number one. And, 
you know, with the Steelers going to 11 and three, the Browns beat the Giants. They go to 10 and four. I think the Steelers hold the tiebreaker. They just need they, if the Steelers win this week coming up, if they win one of the next two games, they will win the division because of the tiebreaker. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with them. But other than that, I mean, the Titans, uh, you know, they won, as did the Colts. Both teams went to 10 and 4. The Colts, you know, gave us a huge scare, put a, put a unit on them on Sunday, mm-hmm. and they, need, they needed like a crazy, you know, Kiki QT fumble um, in order to win at the half-yard line, you know. Uh, typical Colts fashion. Typical, typical Philip Rivers fashion, I should say. Two straight weeks, uh, a fumble in the red zone by the opposing team gave them the cover and the win. Yeah, this just seems to follow Philip Rivers around. You know, we saw this for years with the Chargers, where they just like couldn't get out of their own way. It just so happens the Colts are uh, the Colts are a much better team that that he's had over the over the years, but. Uh, so the Titans stay at number four. The Browns stay at number five. They beat the Giants. The Colts stay at number six as they beat the Texans. And the Dolphins beat the Patriots, knocking them out of the playoffs for the first time in, what was it, 12 years? Yeah, I think uh, since the uh, Brady injury. Yeah, Matt Castle. I think Yeah, they went 11-5 and in that year, but they still missed the playoffs. Which is crazy. That's insane. Imagine going eleven and five and missing the playoffs. I mean, it would never happen now with the expanded playoff. Uh, but yeah, the Dolphins beat up on the Patriots and knocked them out of the playoffs. They go to nine and five. The Ravens also won, so they're at nine and five. And uh, you know, still kind of looking at hey, is it going to be the Ravens or the Dolphins when it's all said and done? I think it's going to be the Ravens, and I think you were on the Ravens as well. Yes, I've been on the Ravens. Okay, so, uh, you know, outside of that 7-8 seed, who's going to get that last spot? Uh, everything's Everything looks like it's pan, it's played out in the AFC, except for, you know, maybe, you know, between the Titans and the Colts, who's going to win the division? The Steelers and Browns, who's going to win the division? So, uh, the, the, con, the consistent thing seems to be the Chiefs. Uh, who, again, I mean, the Chiefs aren't blowing anybody away either, it seems like. But are you worried about them going in that they're not going to be able to turn it on at some point? I mean, you have to be a little concerned that they're going to go 15-1 and one and looks it looks like they've been on cruise control all season. Yeah, I mean, some of the plays that Mahomes made against the Saints, just like, you know. You're like, wow, I wish I had that on my team. <laughs> you know, I look at Daniel Jones and I'm like, he will never be even in the same stratosphere, uh, same whatever whatever you want to use. Uh, you know, he will never even be close. No, uh, a lot of people won't, but uh, you just like look at it and you're like, I wish I had that. But uh, let's jump over to the NFC and... Uh, a little bit of a little bit more of the same here. There was a there was a big move. Um, the Packers win; they stay in the number one seed. Saints lose, but they stay in the number two seed because the Rams lose to the Jets. Yes. The uh, I don't know how the Rams lost to the Jets. It's insane. 
Yeah, at home too. I mean, it's one thing to go on the road. You know, you're like, oh, you got to go to the East Coast. Typically, you're playing a one o'clock game, uh, so it throws you off a little bit. But this was just like, uh, you know, Frank Gore had 23 carries. I think he had 23 carries in this game. <laughs> it's like if you get if you're at the point where you're giving Frank Gore 23 carries, you know, are you even? Are you trying to win? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. But we saw it again. The Jets go down with their opening drive, score score another touchdown. So that's eight games in a row now, I think. Yes, that is correct. So eight games in a row where the Jets score on their opening drive. Um, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to think like, you know, Adam Gase. I think I think you tell that they were going to fire Adam Gase for winning. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean the Rams just kind of I don't know what what was going on with them, but because of that loss, now the Seahawks with their victory jump into uh, the division lead and the three seed. And you took I believe you took the Seahawks to win the division at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. So that that bet might pay off now. Uh, with the Rams going to nine and five, and I, I don't even like you said, I you can't really explain that loss. I'm not really sure what happened there. I mean, Jared Goff is he has he has more turnovers than any other quarterback since since the beginning of 2019. <laughs> and I thought I thought that would be, that to to have more turnovers than Daniel Jones in the last two years is like impossible. And I think he's I think he's actually tied with Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones has played like five less games. Well, what's amazing is being a Jets fan is you can't even celebrate not going defeated because all it did was now probably cost you Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, everybody everybody's putting out those those tweets now with Trevor Lawrence in a Jags jersey and saying like this is what you've done. <laughs> You know, how happy is, you know, I, I don't know. If you were Trevor Lawrence, where would you want to go? Which team do you think is ready to win first? Is it going to be Jacksonville or is it going to be the Jets? Um, I mean, track record-wise, you'd probably have to say the Jaguars, they're, what, three years removed from an AFC championship game? That is true. I don't know if it's it might be more than three years, but it's it's right around that three four year mark where they you know with, with Bortles, yeah. And I mean to be honest, are you gonna are you gonna kind of put your faith in Tom Coughlin to turn that franchise around quicker than Joe Douglas? Oh, I'm sorry, he's gone. Tom Coughlin's gone. I saw something about what I was reading something about Coughlin. It made me. Made me think back to when he was with the Jaguars, uh, but yeah, he—I forgot—he was fired after that whole thing came out with the. He was finding players for, like, crazy things or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, something something crazy that only you know Tom Coughlin in his old school ways would do. But I think the Jaguars are in a in a better position going forward. Just looking at. Looking at the team, if Trevor Lawrence went there, you're looking at, you know, DJ Chark, Keelan Cole, 
Um, James Robinson, who undrafted rookie running back, he looks like the real deal. You, you figure out the defensive side of the ball and you have a pretty, pretty good, well-rounded team potentially. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the jets, the jets just kind of screwed themselves. I don't even know who they would take with the number two pick. Uh, probably another quarterback, probably Justin Fields at Ohio state. Yeah, and I don't I don't really think that him and Trevor Lawrence are in the same conversation. So hey, as a Jets fan, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really talked to our buddies about it, but I would think that they would probably have wanted to go defeated to get Trevor Lawrence. So, as moving along here, uh Washington lost, but they stay in uh, the lead in the NFC East because the Giants lost, and um, the NFC East is the NFC East. The team there will not be a winning record. That is for certain. Yep, the best they can do is eight and eight now. Yep, and hey, with the quarterback situation, which we'll get to in a second here, uh, they might they might lose again. So the Rams drop down to the five seed because of uh, their inexplicable loss. The Buccaneers, 9-5, and five, they're in the sixth spot. And the Cardinals, with a big win over the Eagles, go to 8-6. and six. So uh, still kind of a little bit messy there at the back end. The Cardinals at the seventh spot. The Bears right on the outside looking in at 7-7. Seven and seven. They got a big win over the Vikings. And the Cowboys jumping in front of the Giants. How about that? Yep. Uh, they still have one more head-to-head matchup week 17, so... We'll see. Yeah, it's crazy. You go down the list here of on the bubble, and the last team here is the Eagles, and they're four nine and one. Like that's that's embarrassing. If that they the, went out, uh, Washington loses out. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles. Do they play? They play the Redskins week seventeen. Yep. So, so if the Eagles beat the Cowboys, and then beat the Redskins. And the Redskins lose this week, then the Eagles win the division. That's that's insane. Uh, I don't I don't even know what to say about that. Let's move on from that because it's not even worth our time. But uh, before we get to our picks, because this is going to be a shorter show uh, going into the holidays, just things are, things are getting kind of crazy. Uh, um, you know, I'm not sure what your plans are, but. Uh, if you plan on seeing family, and I still have a little bit of shopping to do, so <laughs> I'm going to be be running around, and and work's getting crazy right at the right time here. It, it always uh, it always work always gets crazy when uh, when you don't have time for it. So um, let's talk about this COVID stuff because you sent me something, and I wanted you to kind of explain to me how this was all working out, right? So you want to give a little background on on this Redskins or our, sorry, football team, Dwayne Haskins situation. Yeah. So basically, uh, Dwayne Haskins was photographed at a club. I don't know. Some people are calling it a strip club. Some people, he's calling it a private party for him and his girlfriend. <laughs> Cause but that's I, where his girlfriend would want to go. Right. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> have a choice in the matter <laughs> but uh so he's photographed in a club with no mask on 
bunch of people around, and this is a clear violation of the NFL. What is it? Uh, COVID policy. So a lot of people are very confused why he's taking first team reps today, Wednesday, when he should be on a five day quarantine list. Yep. But according to CBS and the RotoWire staff, the NFL has drawn up special plans for Dwayne Haskins to participate in practice while also joining his team in Zoom meetings after he broke COVID-19 protocols this weekend. And there's a chance Alex Smith doesn't play, so Dwayne Haskins is probably going to start somehow, even though he's supposed to be quarantined for five days. He's allowed to practice, but what was it, three weeks ago, we watched the Broncos have to play with a running back at quarterback or wide receiver at quarterback? Yeah, so, and I know you, you kind of mentioned it before we hopped on here, but that there, there really is no policy anymore. Um, yeah, I'll just doing whatever they want and saying, yes, suck our dicks. Deal so, my, so, so my thing, you brought up the Broncos, right? So the whole thing with that was that they didn't wear masks in a meeting, right? Yes. So they didn't wear masks in a meeting and the NFL said, oh, you're going on the list even though you were, you know, in a control or whatever, right? But Haskins goes to a strip club with a, without a mask around a bunch of people that... No idea, or positive or negative or anything like that. Yeah. You don't assume. But they're going to let him go about his business and still practice and draw up special plans. Why? Why does he get special plans and... Other teams just have to deal with it. Is it because now the red the, the the football team is in a situation where like the playoffs are on the line? Does the NFL want to give them the best chance to not be in the playoffs with a losing record? Uh, I think that and also some some bad Dan Schneider press released this week too that seems to be buried and not being talked about a lot. I saw something. Do you know the details on that? That he had to pay a female employee one million dollars or something to stay quiet about something? Yes. Some sort of harassment allegations. Yes, I did see that. So yeah, I don't know. The, The NFL you know, this is why people get fed up with the NFL. Because, you know, I was sitting there watching the Chiefs game the other night, and I'm like, uh, you know, they're 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 gushing over Tyree Kill, and I'm like, this guy, you know, allegedly beat his wife twice, and or something, and broke his kid's arm, and it's like this is this is who we're looking at, like, oh, you know, this guy's so great, you know, he's such a great player, and it's like. You know, this is why this is I'm and I'm I'm not taking, you know, uh, I'm not taking a stance either way. But I, I understand why the people are get, just get fed up with the NFL, because you at least for the covid policy, you need like a you need like a a, a, a scientific 
doctorate to figure out what their policy actually is. You know? It it doesn't seem like there's a policy anymore. It seems like, oh, they don't care anymore. No, they don't care. They make exceptions. You know, if you're if you've got talent, you'll get a million chances. I mean, we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on here, but the other day, uh, with with Glazer when they were going over the Alden Smith story, and Glazer's <laughs> like, you know, you should give people first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. It's like. Are you only saying that because they have a skill that not many people have? I mean, this guy was out of the league for however many years. Nobody missed him. Like it wasn't like this guy was a generational, you know, stuff like that where it just it kind of gets old after a while. And uh, you know, not that they're they're not giving any, you know, they're giving Haskins special treatment it seems like, which they didn't give to the quarterbacks from the Bronx. It's just like, can you have some consistency about your policies? You My know? is, can it take up to three days to see if you test positive or not? So you're supposed to wait. Like, if you believe that you're, you're supposed to wait. Like, if you get tested, you might be sick, but you can get tested, like, right away after you after you get the virus. And it'll be negative because... It hasn't had a chance to incubate. There's an incubation period. So yeah, you might you might get to if he went there and and he didn't have a mask on and they said, oh, we're going to test you right now. There might have been somebody there that was positive, and he is now and he has the virus now in his system, but it's not going to show up on a test because it hasn't incubated yet. So in theory, he could be taking first team reps with his teammates. And he could be spreading it to his teammates. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's why, you know, that's why they said, oh, he, you know, you didn't wear a mask. You're going to go on a five-day list. That, that was the original plan, in, in my understanding. That was the, if you are, if you break protocol, you're automatically on the list. And we're going to test you. And if you test, and after five, whatever it is, five days or whatever, then if you're negative, then you can go back to your business because after five days, you, we know, you know, the, the, the period of incubation, you know, Hey, you, you know, it's a, it, there's a very strong chance that you are negative. So we're going to let you go about your business. That doesn't happen. So the fact that he's taking first team reps after, you know, what, when did this happen? Tuesday? I, uh, it was photographed Monday night. So it was Monday night. And then the statement came out yesterday or today? Uh, Tuesday, it broke the story. Someone leaked the picture. And then today, Wednesday, he was taking first team reps. Yeah, so if they tested him, I'm assuming they, they probably tested him yesterday. Even though the picture came out, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the NFL knew about it and they just weren't going to say anything. But... Yeah, that if you get tested a day, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not going to show anything. And then, yeah, there's a chance that he's running around out there, and and that other people are going to, because let's say tomorrow they test him again and he tests positive. Now the entire first team should, in theory, have to go on COVID. Yeah. But I'm sure the NFL will come up with another way. They'll come up with another special plan to get these people. Uh, not or to to have them not go on the list, 
And, you know, it's just, it, it just doesn't really make any sense what they're doing. There's really no like rhyme or reason. Like you said, they're just making it up as they go, changing things whenever they want. And Hey, what, whatever happens happens, but, and that's why we've been talking about, it. I'm curious to see what happens when we get to the playoffs, because what are you going to do? What are you going to do at that point? Oh, trust me, that playoff game will happen. They don't play the person's coughing up blood on the sideline or something. (laughs) Negative. He's negative. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. I mean, like what happens if Mahomes, uh, you know, God forbid Mahomes gets has to quarantine. Are they going to are they going to change? all? I'm sure if they're going to change the rules for Haskins, (laughs) uh, they'll shut the league down for Mahomes. Yeah, they'll they'll push the playoffs back three weeks if they have to because of him, you know. So it would just be nice to know what they're doing so that you have an idea of what to expect. And and right now we just don't. So uh, I guess it is what it is, but it'd be it'd be nice if there was a little bit more uh, rhyme or reason to their their decision making. Um but with that, let's get to some picks for this week and um, uh, for week 16. So we have Friday games, we have Saturday games, and we have Sunday games. Do we have a Monday game? I think this is the last week of Monday Night Football. So we have an entire four-day, you know, extended four-day weekend of football. I actually didn't know there was a Friday game. I'm assuming well, that had something to do? Uh, Christmas. Christmas is Friday, so they bumped. The Thursday night game, the Friday. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, we got a nice long four days of football uh, starting on uh, Friday with the Saints at home against uh, the Vikings. The Vikings are pretty much playing for their lives in this one, whatever they have left. So uh, let's get to some of these picks here. And why don't you go ahead, uh, recap what we did last week. I know I didn't do too well, but why don't you give us a recap with our record so far? All right. Um. Yeah. Last week you went one three and one, and I went two two and one, and that brings your season total to forty two thirty two and one, and I am thirty seven thirty seven and one. All right. So you're still at that five hundred mark with that tie in there, which we all hate. Yep. Everyone but, has to push. Yeah. But uh, I did have a tie as well, like you said. So. Um, Rough, rough week for me. Uh, the Packers seem to have that thing tied up pretty nicely when the night they had a nice bow on top, but then they just stopped playing in the second half. So uh, I got the push there, and then uh, I lost that Colts bet. But you know, when I when I bet them on Sunday, I I, I bought them down to to six. I think they were at seven when when Sunday uh, came about. So. Uh, you know, if you waited on the Colts a little bit, you were happy. If not, then like me, you know, you uh, you ended up with the loss there. So, uh, you know, half point here and there can can mean a lot. So why don't you uh, go ahead and give us our give us your picks for this weekend, uh, starting with the head to head. Okay, um, we're actually going to go head to head on the Giants Ravens game. I'm going to take the Giants plus eleven here. I don't actually know who the Giants' starting quarterback is, but 
<laughs> you, you've been making this joke all week that you trust Colt McCoy more than Daniel Jones, and Colt McCoy had a decent game last week. Yeah, he just seems like like he's just more stable. Like I, I know they only scored six points, but I just like I don't have to worry. About, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what it is. He just makes me feel more at ease than than Daniel Jones. And I like that feeling. I don't get that feeling very often, you know? And then uh, my next game, I'm going to take the uh, Cardinals minus five. I think the 49ers are done. They blew the game last week to the Cowboys. They're ready to go home. They've been living in Arizona for almost a month. (laughs) (laughs) They have. You forget about that. They're not even playing in their own stadium. They're probably so sick of it. Yeah, they just want the season to be over. I think you're right. And then uh, I'm going to take the the Browns minus nine and a half against the Jets. I don't see any way that the Jets come out two weeks in a row. They got their win. That was their Super Bowl. And now the Browns are just going to destroy him. I'm I'm, I'm tending to agree with you. And then my fourth game, I'm going to take the Dolphins minus three. I think Vegas is just dead in the water. I mean, technically, they're in the playoff picture, but Miami needs to win this game to keep pace with the Ravens. Otherwise, it's going to be real tough for Miami to make the playoffs. Yeah, Vegas is, uh, after that that loss to the Chargers, pretty much did them in. And uh, the Dolphins need, you know, the Dolphins need to win out. Uh, I think think the Ravens are going to win out, and the Dolphins have to because they hold the tiebreaker. And then uh, my final game, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills minus seven. Is there a team hotter than the Buffalo Bills right now? The Bills are looking nice, and their defense is starting to look like the way, and I know we said this last week, but they're starting to look like the way we thought they'd look. You know, they are who we thought they were, maybe. (laughs) So I I, I like the Bills are... You know, we talked about it before the season started. I I thought the you know the Bills, if there was going to be a team to challenge the Chiefs, it would be the Bills. I think these two teams could meet in the AFC Championship game, and I, that'll be that'll be a game that I'm going to want to watch for sure. I yep. think, I, yeah. Well, uh, if you want the if you're the Bills, you want to be that second seed, so you avoid the Chiefs till. The AFC Championship game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it looks like they're they're in in prime position right now um, with this game against the the um, lowly with, Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. I mean, you got Cam. You know, pass. <laughs> yeah, that's just disgusting. Um, you never know what you're going to get with Belichick. I mean, uh, you know, you can't you can't write him off completely uh, in any game. I don't I don't think you can do that, but. The Bills are just, uh, you know, like you said, they're they're hot right now, and and they're definitely they're going to keep it going. Uh, all right, so for myself, uh, you you brought up the head to head. I like I like the Ravens just because I'm like I'm just sick of the Giants. I mean, I had the Giants last week, and I, I just I I don't know. Can we just talk about that fake, whatever whatever that was, the fourth down play? Can we talk about that for a second? Like, what 
what exactly was that? And in, in your opinion, what was that play? Um, I don't know. If I would have had no problem for them going for it, but put the offense out on the field if you're going to do that. Yeah, because unless you're go- unless you're lining up for a field goal and you're going to fake it, why would you not want your best players on the field? Why would you not want that? I don't know. You, I, you I, even- I that was just a sign that they knew they were going to struggle that game, so they need any points possible. I mean, the th- the thing is, though, and and I I'm, and I I, I message by by going for it twice inside what the the five yard line they went for it twice, and it was it was inside the ten. It was at least inside the ten. Two times, fourth down, you go for it instead of taking the points. The momentum completely shifts, and if you don't, I mean, it would have been thirteen nine at halftime. It would have been thirteen nine, and if you, like you said, if you're going to go for it, put your offense out there. And when I took the Giants, you know, you took the Browns. Um, when I said I would take the Giants, you said, "Yeah, but what about who? You know, do you know who the offensive coordinator is?" <laughs> it's like right, now it makes sense because he calls a play with the punter throwing to the center and nobody was fooled and it was almost like they said to the to Dixon they said no matter what throw it to the center like don't make any reads just throw it to him no matter what the guy had three guys covering him <laughs> well what was it the kicker was wide open you know I didn't even see I didn't even see that because I was just so confused. Like I just got tunnel vision and I was looking at the four they they came out there and and I I swear like I, I was like oh they're going to kick the field goal get you know get on the board early and uh you know get off to a nice start. And I looked down at my phone and then I look up and I was like wait I saw Dixon run out there. I saw Gano run out there. What is this? What happened? Zero zero. He didn't miss the. What did he miss a chip? No. And then I went back. I watched the play. I'm like, I didn't even freaking realize this was happening. I'm like, what an what a bonehead call. You know. I, well, they knew they were screwed on defense in the secondary because they barely played any man. No, but the defense didn't play bad. No, I know, but. Baker Mayfield was able to just pick apart that zone because James Bradbury had to sit out for five days because he was a close contact with someone who might have had COVID. Was he at the club with Haskins last week or something? I I don't know. know. I don't know. But then, of course, since the Giants game couldn't get flexed, it got flexed. It couldn't get moved again. Yeah. So he got activated the next day because he didn't have COVID. Yeah, and that's that's one of the frustrating things because the Giants, you know, you talk about playoff, you know, playoffs. The Giants had a chance to, uh, you know, I don't know what's gonna. They still do, but uh, yeah, the Browns went. I think they were seventy percent on third downs. I want to, you know, what I want to see. I know, I know, Mayfield is like, he's looking pretty good right now, but I want to see him throw a ball that the receiver can catch and run with. <laughs> He throws all of his passes like into the ground. 
So his receivers are just constantly like sliding to catch it or falling down to catch. I can't. How many times? Did I, I mean, I watched the entire game and it just seemed like every throw was straight towards the ground, and the receiver had no chance to catch it and run. So <laughs> I don't know if that was by design, but it just kind of was like, you know, can you give him a chance to to catch and run, get some yards after catch here, but. Um, yeah, I just I, I don't know what you're getting from the Giants. I think the Ravens have a lot more to play for, and I know the Giants do too. But I I, I don't really trust the coaching staff at this point of the Giants uh, to do anything that makes any sense at all. So I'll take the Ravens minus eleven. Uh, going down the list here, I'm going to go with the Bengals at, at plus eight and a half on the road against the Texans. Uh, you know, and the Bengals, I I know they're coming off a big win. You would think, all right, you know, they beat the the Steelers, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a letdown, big division game. Uh, but the defense, the the Bengals defense before that game, uh, was that, you know, they gave up 24 points, which isn't terrible, but the defense was actually playing really well. And, uh, the Bengals have been one of the teams this year that I'm going to pull it up. Um, Against the spread this year, they yeah. are they're Very eight five and one. Yes. So uh, you know they're better at home than on the away. They're three and four, but this is a team that you know they they find a way to cover and again going against the Houston team that is just you know you, you don't know what you're going to get from week to week, and they do have people out injured. Uh, I think Cincinnati, you know, eight and a half is a lot to me. I'm surprised that they're giving the Texans this much. Um, I do like the Chargers minus three against the Broncos. Uh, Chargers at home. And I'm just going to look up the look at the matchup here. So. Uh, the last few matchups with these two teams, um, Denver's three and zero, and they're three and zero against the spread. I just think that um, with Herbert, uh, they just they're going to be throwing the ball all over the place. And Denver's defense, they just got shredded by Josh Allen last week. And uh, I, I I just I like the Chargers minus three despite all the issues with with. Uh, Anthony Lynn and yeah, I know, I know you, you love him. So, uh, we talked about Haskins. We talked about the quarterback situation with Washington. They're at home this week against the Panthers. I I can't, I can't, uh, go against, um, the Panthers here at plus two and a half when you don't even know who the, who the opposing quarterback is going to be. So I'm going to take the Panthers at plus two and a half. Uh, I like Matt Rule as a coach so far. It seems like the Panthers, they play hard, and they didn't give up in that game against the uh, the Packers. They were down 21-3 at halftime, I think, and uh, came back in that game and gave the, the Packers a little bit of a scare, only gave up three points in the second half. So uh, I like the Panthers a plus two and a half, even though Washington has a lot more to play for. Uh, you just don't know with the quarterback situation. And then lastly, sticking with the NFC East, I like the Cowboys at home against the Eagles. Cowboys are plus two. Seems like they've kind of found a little something here. Andy Dalton, uh, you know, playing well. 
with the weapons, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup had a touchdown last week. And how, you know, Pollard looks better than Elliott, does he not? Yes, he does. It's amazing how much better he's running than Elliott. Yeah. And uh, I had him in season long fantasy last week uh, on, on the team that I have with our buddy Jerry. And he just had a, he had a monster game. And we have, we have Elliot too. We we picked up Pollard because Elliot was out, and it paid off big time. Elliot's been such a disappointment this year. Uh, and I know the the you know the Cowboys have had their issues, but I actually think the Cowboys win this game outright. And I just want to look at a little bit of the history here between these two teams. Head to head over the last ten. It's it's basically dead even five and five in the last 10 straight up for both teams and five and five against the spread in the last three Dallas is one and two. So uh, these are typically low scoring games and, you know, I don't really know. I don't have a feel for what's, you know, the Cowboys put up 44 points last week and seems like they're starting to figure it out. So uh, I'll go with the Cowboys plus two and we'll finish with that. So. Uh, why don't you give us a quick recap on those picks? All right. Um, our head-to-head matchup is the Giants at Ravens. I'm going to take the Giants plus 11. I'm going to take Arizona minus 5, Cleveland minus 9.5, Miami minus 3, and the Bills minus 7. You're on the Ravens minus 11, the Bengals plus 8.5, the Chargers minus 3. The Panthers plus two and a half and the Cowboys plus two. All right. So those are our picks. Let's uh, try to avoid the ties this week and uh, and get back to the to the winning record here. Finish strong in the last two weeks of the season. Uh, you want to you definitely want to finish a couple games above 500, a couple a uh, couple ticks above 500 here uh, and try to get uh, into the uh, the positive money area. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave this up to you before we head out. Do you have any prop bets you want to share for Friday, or you want to just tweet those out? I got a couple stocking stuffers here for the kids. All right, a little couple stocking stuffers. I like that. Um, this is for the Minnesota Vikings New Orleans Saints game on Christmas Day. I like over one and a half touchdowns by Kirk Cousins and minus 124. I don't think the Vikings win this game, but I love Cousins in garbage time. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And uh, Cousins hasn't been playing bad. No, he hasn't. It's, I don't know. The Vikings just are bad. Yeah, I was uh, was trying to find, I know you said you have another one. I'm I'm just, I'm going through here. I'm trying to find, do they not have any props for, uh, for Taysom Hill? Um, maybe it looks not. like on it looks like on DraftKings they don't have him listed for any of these. Maybe they're thinking he could be a quarterback this week. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Um, but what what else do you have there? And then I have two more, both with the same player. I have Latavius Murray over one and a half catches and over nine and a half receiving yards. Over one and a half catches is minus 107, and over uh, 9.5 receiving yards is minus 109. What was his stats? I last think was, week he had that on one catch. I know. 
And Drew Brees, they're still going to be without Michael Thomas. So they've been okay. dinking and dunking all the way down the field. What did he have? He had two catches, 26 yards on three targets and one receiving touchdown. So you just yeah. need him to catch two out of his three targets again and get over 10 yards. I think that uh, that's a pretty safe bet with Breeze back there because with that, with how they run that offense, it's just like it's almost like the running back is the first read always, <laughs> and uh, there are just so many dump downs and you know Murray's getting some snaps, so that's uh, it's definitely definitely like that bet. Um, I don't have any off the top of my head, so I'm going to leave the props to you. You actually did uh, a pretty good. You had a pretty good uh, showing last week between uh, Friday or not Friday, but the uh, the two Saturday games. I think you had a you had a nice three and one record on your props. Uh, yes, I missed the Jerry Judy over. Yes, half catches. So you're so you're looking pretty good. I went one and three on my props. So let's roll with you. And uh, we'll roll with the hot hand. Uh, we'll tweet out those uh, those prop bets again uh, before Friday. Um, but those are all pretty solid. I like those a lot. And uh, we'll finish with that. So um, those are our picks. Austin's little little prop bet corner for you. Um, he's been feeling pretty good over the last couple weeks. You know, zoning in on on one or two games here and there, and and uh, throwing out some prop bets. So. Uh, visit us on social media at uh, Twitter is uh, at Square the Sharp. And what else do we have there, Austin? We have uh, Instagram is Squaring Up the Sharp. YouTube is Squaring Up the Sharp. You can email us at squaringuptheSharp.com at, uh, at gmail.com. We are also like and subscribe. And... Uh, review please on itunes yeah whatever whatever feedback you guys have uh most active on twitter we've been tweeting out a lot uh trying to ramp up our twitter game and uh reach out to the um you know the sports sports betting community and just sports community in general so uh happy holidays to you my friend to you as well thank you and and we will see you all after the uh, the long holiday weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday football. I don't remember that ever happening in our lifetime, but uh, hey, we'll take it. Uh, nice way to celebrate the holidays. So enjoy, and uh, why don't you sign us off? Here's to squaring up the sharp.